G'day punters, welcome to another edition of the Mailbag Preview Show. As always, brought to you by our friends at punningform.com.au and back for the second week as a sponsor of the show, www.baggybet.com. Got our two panellists on board as always. I'll introduce them, Shane Curlio and Jack Dickens. Shane, how are you, mate? I'm well, thanks, James. I actually look terrible compared to used to. I've, um, you've brushed up not too badly. I've been obviously working here doing form and used to folks have been doing who knows what. But <laughs> you can see just by looking at my eyes that I've been working hard. Got a new seg. I've been planning a new segment that's already been knocked on the head, so that was disappointing. <laughs> that's not true. Um, but anyway, what is it? The show. What is this segment? Well, just I've noticed a bit of a theme on social media. Um, <laughs> so, you know, some perfect bears. The new tipsters popping up, and um, <laughs> I thought I'd go with selections and erections as my <laughs> new segment. But um, I've been shadow banned already by social media platforms because of the word. Um, wouldn't you have to? Wouldn't you have to like get a script filled out at your age to like sort of live up to the hype there? Do you, do you don't think I already had that lined up as a sponsor? <laughs> so anyway, forward thinking. That back to the uh, back to the old mailbag preview for me. No, only <laughs> the fans account is no longer. <laughs> <laughs> You'd make big money. You'd make big money. Also, and while we're at it, just quick shout out to uh, Josh Cattle at Kavanagh, who's the head of data at Kiramar Racing, and so loved up it seems Shane that they don't even they sleep together, they travel together, just had a beautiful big trip in Europe. They also shop together and now dress together, uh, spotted, yeah, um, papped, papped if you will, boarding uh, a Jetstar flight, I believe, in matching shoes. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah, look, uh, look, the the data says to me that that's disgraceful performance. <laughs> <laughs> It's a plus ten above average. But look, if they were getting on a on a private jet and they were wearing matchy Gucci loafers, fair enough. I'd be <laughs> that'd be acceptable. But when you're going on a jet star flight, and not only on a jet star flight, but entering via the rear stairs, yep. which is probably cargo class at best. <laughs> um, and you're wearing the same sneakers, matching sneakers that look like they were from Kmart. Um I don't know what Kira Ma are thinking about that sort of behaviour. We're about to find out. <laughs> you're getting this in an inbox. And Jack, how are you, mate? How's the week at uh, baggybet.com be? Uh, been very, very uh, exciting again, Jim. And we we have a stack of football promos, which I'm not sure if we're allowed to like say what they are on on a show. But uh, you just 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 download, log into the app, and you'll see download the app on, on every match this round. And um, yeah, I'm a big Swans fan. It's the only thing I actually care about in sports. And uh, there's something there for Swans fans. I think we could probably say that. There's definitely uh, promotions that we can show you once you're in the app um, and there's racing promotions all weekend. And it's been pretty good fun. Last Saturday was pretty scary. I mean, there was a couple of enormous swings. Uh, I got a few of them wrong. Uh, priced, which I've done again actually even more aggressively last week, though I priced the group one to like 118% and ended up basically cheering for elephant. <laughs> you heard it here. you did hear it here first punnins jack was very keen to take on the, the, the group one group one winner snap dancer last week so we were top of the top of the market and if the male uh, is correct he was also laying the second and third horse so he got the yeah. trifecta well done and, and probably also alligator blood which should have been the trifecta so yeah thanks ollie yeah nailed it um so, so anyway, we live and learn it's sorry we're just 
living in and we're learning as we go. It's been a heap of fun. Um, the bloodstock stuff's been really exciting. Boss Queen sort of par pass mark, I thought, there on, oh. was it maybe Tuesday, Shane? Um, yeah, that was a really nice draw. I think um, we'll have some fun with her. Yeah, that's what I thought, you know. Um, it wasn't well, a trial, but you know what I mean. Uh, like it was like it was a nice run. It was a nice run first up to get, to run third and get a check going forward. That you know mm. that she'll take a lot of improvement and hard to beat second up. Yeah, got handled by the winner in run and followed the the, the rough shot out of the two bums in front of him. But uh, we've got a runner today. Hannah LeBlanc rides. Uh, plan is to go forward on Keats first up for the stables for our stable with uh, Gavin Bedgood. So. Um, had to Google who she was, but excited to watch her ride our horse today there at sale. Well, good good segue into our mailbag bloodstock segment, as the boys said there. You know, appreciate everyone getting in touch with Jono after last last week's show with, with Boss Queen. And she was sold out on, on Friday. And I, I know a few of you got knocked back, unfortunately, but we do have one, another one with Jesus Bedge Good for sale, a, a two-year-old Philly. <laughs> Uh, man, I, when, he, when he calls me, I say, "How you going, Jesus?" And he loves it. He definitely loves it. So, shame. Full credit to you for that, full and credit full credit to, to Jesus because we should have talked about it, James. He, he did train another winner for us on Friday on the yes. synthetic 50k race. Field of Roses. Shane and I paid 16k for that bloke. Now earn in excess of 50. So, um, mm. <laughs> Jesus has, has delivered us the goods. He literally has turned. <laughs> Yeah, he the has, and, and a full uh, a full apology from me to the Gold Coast Turf Club and everyone that was in the function room at the time because I had done my complete ass. Um, I got I, I, I was so unlucky with my betting at the Gold Coast Friday. I'd done my ass, and I've just raged bet Field of Roses, and I screamed at it from the four hundred, and the whole room it was a Gold Coast Turf Club Awards Day, and the whole room is just. I've <laughs> turned around like, oh. Oh. sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, so we are going back to the well. So I think we'll put that back up on the screen. The Manhattan Rain, Calais, View, Philly, going back to the well with Bedgegood, um, a two-year-old Philly. Ma- Manhattan Rain probably doesn't need any introduction, but she's yeah very well-bred on the damn side. Uh, you know, she's a fit, being out of a half-sister to Fontaton, who obviously won the English banner. Um, the Blue Diamond preview on Prelude um, and then started a $2 favourite in the Blue Diamond. Um, so, so I think, yeah, well, she's a fast, she's from a fast family and will get up and go early. Uh, as I said, trained by Gavin, $2,050 for 2.5%. So not breaking the bank there. So as always, hunters out there, get in touch with Jono, J-O-N-O at themailbag.com.au. Um, like the previous few weeks with the horses we've had on the show, they have sold out pretty quick. So when you're watching this Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, Friday morning, whenever it is, shoot our Kiwi friend Jono an email and he'll he'll help you out if there's any uh, any shares left. But um, really Jack, nice, really you- nice filly, like light on her feet. I watched her, had notes on her from the Inglis uh, Gold yep. Sale in Melbourne. Uh, I think it's a really good opportunity for us to to get another horse with Gav. He really likes her, thinks it's the best two rod he's got. So um keen, happy. We'll have something we'll have something for everyone too. Um for those that follow the the racing narrative. Um there's a big sale coming up next week with a number of horses that uh, Jack and I are gonna go out and inspect over over the next five days. So hey, look, someone's gotta do it. You know, yeah. so Shay and I are going to put our hands up and get to work again yeah. on the Gold Coast for at least a night. 
So, yeah, if you are involved, if you do want to get involved, um, especially with this one with Gavin, you know, get involved, get uh, shoot Jono an email. But, yeah, send him an email if you are keen for the boys to, you know, get on the list there for the boys if they find anything next Wednesday also. Um, so good luck to all our owners out there with Keats um, this afternoon in, in sale race seven. Let's hope the um, winning run continues for the mailbag bloodstock owners. That's enough bloodstock. We'll move in to talking horses. But before we move into previewing runner by runner, a couple of races at Mooney Valley uh, on the socials, we did put out, uh, send in some questions. And I believe Shane has a few viewer questions that we'll get to before we sort of uh, dissect the data from punningform.com.au. I do have a couple of questions here, James. Um, first one from Sam Briggs. Um, whose profile picture of is him cooking kebabs on a Weber barbecue at the back with a big grin on his face. Thanks, Briggsy. Briggsy. What are Forgot You's chances first up? We'll, do, we'll get to that runner by runner, yeah? Righto. Yeah, yeah we've, got, uh, we've got a replay of Forgot You's last trial. Um, so, yeah, yeah the, boys will, um, the boys will discuss that shortly. Stormy Capalot. Thanks, Stormy. Is Colin Gatter too short? I think we're previewing that race as well, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, George, got an Mbappe picture on his banner. Uh, is the fan Mr. Brightsides to lose and are small fields starting to become an issue? We'll get to well, Mr. Brightside, but the small fields are, if you look at the history of both these races, this it's it's lean this year. It's very, very lean. Yeah. There's one horse that's raced this prep and the rest of them are resuming. Some of them are aimed at the Melbourne Cup. It's grim, and maybe this is a consequence of the prize money wars. I don't know that, though. Would anyone here have a, any articulate view on if the good or better horses have been taken away? Of course, I've, I've got an opinion on everything, Jack. What is it? Um, one of the things that um, struck me about the recent race in New South Wales um, press conference about their prize money increase is that Peter Volandis openly said, I've been on the phone to Chris, to try and keep his horses in Sydney. Like, mm. openly said it. Like, you don't have to travel them here. Like, you don't have to travel. Melbourne and the city don't have to compete anymore. They can stay in their own, on their home tracks and race for the same prize money. It's um, it's quite outrageous. And it used to be about, I suppose, the sport used to be, like, national and you're lucky to see horses like, um, uh, you know, Black Caviar, Haylist, those, you know, those guns, you know, Moody run that in every group one, South Australia, Queensland. Um, you know, back when there used to be a carnival and a circuit, they'd follow for the big mm. races. You know? yeah. Nowadays, it's just state Victoria versus New South Wales and maybe you win a carnival campaign for those that weren't ready or not quite good enough to run in the group one you go to Adelaide or Queensland. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, prize money sort of um, thin the ranks. But that's good. That's good for owners. Um, gives you a better chance to, to yeah, run in with prices. That's what I was going to say. It's great for owners and breeders because yep. – you're a chance to win really big money in the fan. It's still big money for a barrier trial a, for like two or three million, of these. It's a half a million dollar race still. And mm. I don't think another half a million to the prize uh, packet here would change much. Probably not. But it's, it's um, to the detriment of racing and as a whole. There's no yeah, doubt about always, it. I'm trying to be positive about it though because I don't care. I want to own horses to try and win that money and, mm. and then better. Um, 
That's so, all we're doing. We're, we're trying to uh, swim with, with the current, not against it anymore. And I think the, the Maccabi Diva next week is the 1,600 metres at Flemington takes a bit away from the 1,600 metres at the Valley. For um, sure. Whereas I think the Fian used to be used, you know, when, when, when Cups horses, you know, in the Bart era, Cups horses sort of had 10 runs and had to get those miles under their legs, whereas now yeah. they kick them off over sort of 14, 1600. So they're not using these as lead-in races. And those horses that are aimed at the Cups want to have a look at Flemington. So that 1,600-metre group one also of the Macquarie Diva um, is much more appealing to a lot of the trainers. But good luck to the six of them that run around this weekend for, for half a million. And it's One not no, you, you can win it from, if you're aiming at the Melbourne Cup or the sort of Spanish missions, I think. Fiorente won this race. Yep. Mm. Yep. He did storm dome. I remember that. That was the year he won the cup. I think that was still Nash. I wish Bart Cummings was still here. I wouldn't mind getting 10,000 Ks in my legs before November. <laughs> Jesus, I'm in a bad way. One more question here. <laughs> um, you'd have to be like, yeah, you can't say what you need, but it wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. That injects snake venom in his spine. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure. One more, que- <laughs> yeah, I was nervous. one more question from Zama, <laughs> anticipating that the T is silent. Um, Sharma's, I think, has got a profile banner here, banner here with, I think they're Gucci sneakers. Oh, right up your alley. Yeah. I, just, I, wonder if he, I wonder if he wears his or he just sort of like looks at him every second night before he goes to bed and goes, hey, guys. I'm going to give him a follow, actually. There you go. <laughs> see what he's. I'm going to see if they are sneakers, uh, Gucci sneakers. Is Shalaman bound to win this weekend? Now, for those that follow Jackson's Mounting Yard Mail, they were on this last start. Did it win? Because it certainly looked like it. Lost the official result says second. Yeah, lost by an absolute pimple. Um, gets uh, obviously stays at Mooney Valley, um, where it ran last start on that heavy track. Um, do you have any opinion on that race, Jeff? Yeah, I, I thought the the two Milan would start a little bit closer to it, uh, like a little like start even shorter than it is now. But it's it's probably going to get back from that draw. I think yeah. that Charlemagne's biggest sort of tick is its pattern and its, and its racing style. I think it's a horse with still yeah. upside. There was huge money for Charlemagne if you remember back to Bendigo when it was knocked off by that good horse of. Danny O'Brien's. I went to Sydney, that horse. Let's roll the dice, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. For those that were listening to Jack then and were looking for Milan, it's actually called Mulane and it's in it's number two. <laughs> and it's um, <laughs> named after the Collingwood footballer. The great uh, Collingwood no. footballer. Right, Milan. That's <laughs> 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 the questions. Um, I suppose we can get into a couple of those races and kind of yeah, let's have questions. a look. Thanks for sending the questions in, and look, uh, keep them coming next week. Um, yeah, we'll we'll read a few more out, and the boys will choose the the best question of the week, and we'll um, we'll give away a mounting yard pack for whatever state you sort of want to choose. But um, you know, Rob Scurry, Airborne, or Jackson down in Melbourne. Um, so we'll choose the best viewer question next week and give away one of the mounting yard mail packs. Let's get into it, guys. Uh, we've got two races to preview at the Valley. Um, we've already spoken about it. Sphinx uh, Stakes Day, the rail true. Currently a soft six around in Melbourne. 
But the Fian, they've obviously uh, put it at race four, not one of the quality legs this week, which is smart um, from them. But race four, we'll do a runner by runner. First, we'll have a look at the odds overlay. And what we've got, we've got a, a very, very short favourite. Uh, Mr. Brightside at $1.95. Uh, Earlswood for Matty Raymond and Damien Lane. Next elect at $4. An inspirational girl at 5 So what we'll do, we'll have a look at uh, each of the runners. And we'll, we'll start at the top with Melbourne Cup bound. Oh, sorry. Let's first, let's go to the speed map and, and talk to that and just see where this small field's going to land and who's it going to advantage. Look, I've, I've, I've mapped this best I can, but anything could happen. Yeah, literally anything. Ellswood's first up. This is, she's a third up operator. How much intent is there from D-Lane from one? Inspirational girl, like how far back does it want to get from Mr. Brightside if they're trying? It's got a nice SP profile versus uh, Mr. Brightside. You could argue for it. Sound just completely grey. The trial I forgot you was good. We're going to talk about it. I, the, basically, I've got no idea how they're going to map. This is how they'd settle sort of traditionally if they're all sort of there uh, and wound up. So I've got Ellswood leading Mr. Brotts or thereabouts. Spanish Mission gets a good run. So does Inspirational Girl. And then forgot you with Sound. All right. So six horse race and I can't map it. And they usually are tact- those small fields usually are tactical battles. Um, throw the speed map sort of out the window. Someone's going to try something different. But the Melbourne Cup bound Spanish mission, what are his chances? I think he's a big chance. I think um, another prep for Peter Moody. Uh, the map's so, so soft. You know, sometimes, like if you watch Fiorento uh, run and win, there's a link to it on the mailbag.com.au in the History Says article, like, that's a big, filthy field, you know. He's circling them. This guy just has to peel off, and if he's good enough, he's there. So uh, he was good, fresh last time. Uh, I think he's a big player. Shane, anything? Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Earlswood handled him. Earlswood handled him around uh, only just, of course, um, around Caulfield. When he was here over when he was there over a mile, well, it was three back now. Um, you know how 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 much dash do they have or do they lose as they get a bit older? These types of horses and where's he headed to? And you know, the market will tell us. I think I think this is a market market watch one for me. Also, uh, back that day, Shane, eighteenth into sort of thirteen top man, and and, uh, and Spanish Mission definitely started shorter than another reckon top man. So you could argue again, like you get nine dollars Spanish mission, but you're getting four dollars Ellswood. I think it's tight enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's tight enough. I, I like there's a bit of a grey race uh, on a few of these. Like there's a few, few X factors here. This Spanish mission is one of them. Like and you just couldn't put it past Moody to get it to produce first up and dash good. He had a great day last Saturday at Caulfield. Oh, what about fuck? Unbelievable. Mm. Okay, All right, then. moving on. We'll move into the $1.95 favourite, Mr. Brightside. We've got a replay of his last start win in the PB, Lawrence at Caulfield. I've just wound him out to two bucks just to be sort of near everyone. We're actually at 116% at the moment, baggybet.com. Uh, you can't knock this horse. It needs to go to a bit of a new level traditionally to win this race, but it's a six-horse race. They're not going to go fast. The figure's not going to be good here. Wouldn't you agree, Shane? It's just going to be like 
below average just because there won't be there's no need for tempo. They're not gonna put it on. The only horse that should put it on is Mr. Brightside. He's the only horse here with race fitness. He's 21 days between run. There's not a lot of form though that's come out of the PB Lawrence. The PB Lawrence was the same race that Superstorm came out of last year to win. But then outside that humidor, up the up the inside chain, remember it saved our lives during COVID late in the day. And you were saying how Chris Wall is the greatest trainer of all time when it won. And before that, it might have been Homesman first up. Um, so I, I think the race fitness is an edge here. I think the map's an edge here. And I think um, he's going to be extremely hard to beat. The, the, the grey stuff is that there is no tempo and there's no form yet out of that race, the PB Lawrence. So that was a good form reference last year. Buffalo River was pretty plain out of it um, last week and there's another one that wasn't any good either. So... I, th- I think he wins, though, but I just can't stamp, stamp, stamp it. But is there a worry if he goes too slow like he did second up last campaign and inspirational girl ran over the top of him? Is there a worry that that nah. can happen? Oh, not for me because he's a 400-meter like going on my horse, whereas like if if they went real fast, I think, and it's when it, and Spanish Mission's forward or Ellswood's forward or Forgot You's forward, they're suited. But if there's no tempo and Willow just takes off before the corner, I don't think they're going to catch him. Yeah. And the price? We're two bucks right now. I just landed out a little bit just to be sort of near at the top with everyone else. Um, we're 116%, so we'll just see what happens. But uh, I think they come for it. I think they have to. Uh, I thought the other logical one we're going to get to is that the last horse we're going to talk about, Inspirational Girl, the market might find. This is so fucking boring because I agree with Jack. Um, like, it doesn't, like, they won't go fast. They'll get home in minus, between minus nine and minus 10. Mm. And only two horses can run that figure, Mr. Brightside and Inspirational Girl. And they tie in together all through their careers. They too. tie in the entire career and probably so if Inspirational Girl does hold coffin, disadvantage, advantage Mr. Brightside. If Inspirational Girl goes back to last, again, advantage Mr. Brightside. So Mr. Brightside will start if there's if there's no money for the for the moody runner. Mr. Brightside starts 175, 180. Yeah. Wins. An inspirational girl probably runs on and runs second. And, and if you back Mr. Brightside and, and it, it's outside lead and somehow Dry gets inspirational girl with a 1 1 and has your back, I'd be scared. But I, I just think they're the two they're the two runners that are, to, I'd focus on from a betting point of view for sure. It's outrageous not suggesting you take $2, Mr. Brightside. I just don't see how it starts. Yeah, that's, that's tr- kind of what I was trying to say. There's, there are chinks to it, but the, the chinks versus this race, it's still like I think $2 is really good value. Mm. And, I mean, you, yeah, well, you two sound very keen and obviously a bit of a disclaimer, Jackson, for the mailbag service has already sent out a, a pretty large bet on Mr. Brightside already as well. So all three of you sort of lining up there. I'll, I'll change my selection then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, no that's, that's, that's enough of a favourite. Stands up, okay. yeah, It's going to be yeah. very, very hard to beat. So we'll whip through the other runners. Number three, Sound, who who did run a very uh, a pretty good race in this last year. From Trial, uh, trials were shit out, so I thought, no, not for me. We'll be top of the market as big as long as we can. Yeah, the sprightly 10-year-old, um, just getting his legs ticking over the later oh, on. He's 10 years old. Do you think they wear him up to just pinch one early? You know what I mean? Yeah. No. No chance. It's millions. Could be millions. He, he'll, millions. he'll start bigger than $50, I think, and uh, we'll try and lead the charge on the way out. 
All right, number four, Earlswood. Very interesting runner for mine. We'll show a replay of Earlswood's first up, one and only um, run in Australia in the in the Carline Cup, the Group Three Carline Cup, back in February. And that's Spanish Mission on its back. And that's Yonkers on the back of Spanish Mission. Yeah. Call sign Mav. We saw last week the yellow colours leader. Um, Doesn't kill him, just gets the job done. Um, love, Great love the trainer. Love the trainer. Cheering for Maddie, but I just think maybe sort of second, third up this horse. I did get a little bit uh, interested when um, when I saw D Lane and Gate One, and you know, like like could it lead? It should lead, but it won't should lead. lead. That'd, that'd be yeah. a nice sort of call there. I, I think it should. I don't think it will, but I don't know what does. As I said, very great uh, speed map for me this week. Yeah. And they got pretty good stats together, Matty Raymond and Damien Lane, don't they, when they um, they partner up? They, they go pretty well. Yeah, I think they're both above average. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously you're sort of in the, in the Mr. Brightside camp, so you're thinking the $4 Earlswood short and he's going to get out a bit? I just feel like there's way more intent from Mr. Brightside than um, Earlswood from a yeah. Pricing point of view, the money has been for Ellswood. Um, I, I don't think the late money would be for Ellswood, but I'll be surprised if it is. I'd be really surprised if it is. I, I think it'll start around or bigger than four bucks. And number five, Forgot You, which we'll have a look at uh, a pretty impressive uh, jump out at Cranbourne on uh, the 22nd of August. This was his third jump out this time in, getting up to 1400 metres here. Um, at Cranbourne, I don't think there was too much um, in behind it or none of the horses to the ilk that he'll be racing against on Saturday. But he does he does love the valley, forgot you. Yeah, but he loves the valley in like age-restricted races versus like... Nah. Oh, oh. He's one from one track and trip, which is a big tick. Right? So is Mr. Brightside. Big, big ticks. Mm. His trial is good, but this is... A, I know it's a poor edition of this race, but it's a pretty big step up, I thought. Um, he's like when he's winning races, they're like flog, they're slogs, you know. This is, is going to be like a to, tidy piece of work. You know, do we do we look into the fact that he has had three or two jump outs and one official trial leading into this? Is this for a horse of his level? Is this the one that they try and pinch early? Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree at all. He is a Group Two winner. Um, as we discussed, like this track and trip anyway. Um, yeah. I found him really hard to price, so I, I don't want to be with him, but the, the, the sheets have him like he's the, he's, he, he's, the right him. Price, he's the right price for this stable. Yeah, true. If he was $4, I wouldn't be on it. Yeah. But, um, anyway, I don't know. I'm gray, but I'm a little bit grayed up about this, about this horse too. Like, it's easy to it's uh it's it's easy to find Mr. Brightside and and these having to go to you know a, a level again to beat it. Like Mr. Brightside's probably wins this and then you know he's probably gonna start if there's no internationals, could start single figures in a Cox plate, you know, the way the, the year shaped yeah, up. And personally on like my punting journey, I've gotten a a hole in times so of just trying to overthink this stuff, like the Zaki. Mm. The um the Queensland horse last year that Almost won the Melbourne Cup, won the Caulfield Cup. 
is trying to just like poke holes in it, and and sometimes it's better just to keep it simple. And I, I think it's just going to be too good for them. We, mm. we will be. We are the biggest in the market right now. Ellswood, we're four twenty. Um, we're we're just under. Forgot you, but we're we're as good as anyone. Spanish mission, Mister Brightside, and we'll be biggest sound. Suppose the other thing too with Forgot You, he just doesn't have that big closing figure um, in any of his wins that's probably going to be required here. It's just a grind. It's like a grinding horse. Like the the Ellswood win we just watched before, they were like there's a pretty big gap through the field. There's a bunch finish for the the ones that are in the finish, but they they really spread out. There's a, a gut busting run. I can't see that happening here. Yeah, true. And the last runner of the small field, number six, Inspirational Girl. Um, what do we make of it? What do we make of Bob's horse? Can we, can we start? Can we just start with the trainer? Yeah, <laughs> and the stats like dead set. Have a look at him. If you if you haven't if you're not able to, you should be able to go to punningform.com.au and have a look at Danny O'Brien's last 100. He's going, He's going at eight percent. I thought I thought the horse tried really well. Um, I think you can argue against you can argue a case for it against Mr. Brightside off its SP profiles. Um, I think it maps to do whatever he wants, and, and it's a really tactical opportunity for John McNeil to sort of tag. Yeah, he'll, be fucking, he'll be last defense. But if he's last defense, I think he's pushing shit uphill a bit. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't know what I'll end up doing price wise with him. I definitely, definitely think it's a it's a winning chance. Um, but yeah, back, back to the old. Uh, we discussed this with Pistol on the Mailbag podcast. Um, where people at bet get together on a Monday and discuss how they've done their ass or, or one. Um, and pistols like like saying to saying is like the jury's out. Grant and Grant and Alana had a lot of success with these pink and cerise. Uh, yeah, but pistols thing. got the, the West's best blinkers on there. So he, he has, but have a look at the, have a yeah, look but, at this. Have a look at the stats. The stats don't lie. Yeah, it's only racing. But it's you like can look racing. at the stats from the other. Yeah, if, you, if you spun you know? that round, he's. I'd say his favourite to end up on 15 to 12% for the year. So if he's at eight right now for his last 100, you could also argue he's going to improve because they all go up and down. Mm. Anyway, the jury's out. It's that time of year. The big cash is coming. You know, the big boys start to sort of lift. Find their extra he's got, he's got, it's like finals footy. You know, your, your club made finals all of a sudden. There's been twice as many blokes here on Tuesday before training starts, as it's been all year. This is like what happens in racing this time of year. The good trainers come back. The good jockeys come back. Prize money's there. Um, this horse has got the closing figures last preparation over 14 and 1,600, albeit Flemington was a big figure, to like to be three lengths off them at the 400 and round them up. Yeah. No, I'd agree. It just seems every week we're talking about O'Brien and one of Bob's and they've been disappointing sort of week after it's week. Not, because they're, they're not progressive. This is like this horse is a seven-year-old that's had how many starts? Um, 17 starts. Like, like they're not progressive. A seven-year-old mare is not progressive. Yeah. You know? She's tapped out. Go to the breeding barn and piss off out of our form, guys. We're too busy to worry about these horses. <laughs> <laughs> One less we need to do form on. Exactly. She's a seven-year-old mare, though, with a 600-metre peak, right? So I doubt she's going to get much further. This is right up her alley, is my thinking. That's why I'm a bit scared of her. 
Well, there it is. Runner by runner for the Fian Stakes at the Valley on the Saturday. Both the boys firmly in Mr. Brightside's corner. Um, and Shane thinks if it gets all its favours, it probably starts at $1.75. So the $1.95 or $2 top of the market at baggybet.com. Download the app, uh, get on board and have a bet, punters, and, and follow the two guys in. Moving on to our second and final race we're going to preview is race five, the McEwen Stakes over 1,000 metres. What a disgraceful another- rendition of this race. Yeah, yeah, another oh, very oh, small field with only seven in it. We've got a short fi- price favourite, Cooling Gatter there. There's the seven horses the and there's still the, the, the train keeps coming, doesn't it, from Queensland? Two more. It's another two more from Queensland. We've got In the Congo down from New South Wales at sitting, sitting there second favourite at five. And then the two horses Jack just mentioned from Queensland, Rothfire 650 and Zoo Style at seven dollars. We'll have a look at the speed map. Um, there, and yep. we'll get that up on the screen. And Jack, who gets the favors here? And again, Look, another small field. Well, this is why I love having Shane on the show, and it's coincided with a lot of Queenslanders deciding that they're going to come in here and pinch our price money and full credit to them. They should. I don't think Rothfire is a thousand meter horse, so does it struggle to hold the lead over a thousand meters at the valley? I thought Zoo Star Semyon gets blinkers on, they have to roll forward surely, and in the Congo is gay who all week long, James has been just making me watch the trial again and again. He he loves his horse. I'm giving it away a little bit. But uh, Big Chimbo's within the Congo off the good trials. I think it rolls forward. I think the race sets up pretty well for a cool and gatter and away game to sit off that speed, and the Inferno will tag him up as in last. Don't know where Rothfire gets to, Shane. Does it? Is it just the leader, or is it a bit? I don't think I don't think it can lead. Um, I don't think it can lead them at a thousand. That's, right. that's sort of what I thought. Hasn't got hasn't had the best travel arrangements either. The first flight got cancelled, and um, so he's he'll arrive a day late. Um, Should have got on the Atlantic Way truck back. Him, they, they both him and um, Prince of Boom both sort of a day late, weren't they? Both the Rob sources. Yeah, uh, Zoo Style is pretty fast. They can use it up for sure from the gate. Um, I suppose Ollie can work that out, but um, I think it'll it'll it, it will hold Rothfire. Um, in the Congo could cross the lot, to be honest. Um, the gay bot. But this just sets up beautifully. We'll do a runner by runner, I suppose, aren't we? But um, yeah, yeah we are. We are. So before we yeah. get too much away, we'll, we'll move into it. Um, number one, the Inferno. Track and trip stats, big tick. You look at that speed map, a lot of tempo, big tick. Needs to mm. swoop and circle them or, or pick its way sort of up the guts. Um, his best is good enough. The map looks uh, really nice for him. Uh, he has an SP the same as away game, which is relevant here. Uh, and I thought his trial, his trials was good enough to suggest he's here to, to run a big race in a very weak edition of this this McEwen Stakes. So this is Chautauqua, Russian Revolution, like a nature yep. strip. Fatmar. It wasn't that good addition, Fatmar, but I backed it that day, so I love uh, it. It's normally a pretty good race. This is a weak addition, but champions on the up do win it. And is the Inferno a champion on the up? I probably think not. And they're all here for a bit of a run around. I mean, before you'd, you'd think, um, naturally, they all sort of progress on to the Moya um, at the Valley after this. Mm-hmm. But I think this this Sydney um, the Sydney sprinting series has probably kept the Kept a few of those horses away. I don't think we're going to see all of the sprinters down here for these races this spring. 
There's a lot of money up for grabs with that series up there. Any any thoughts on Inferno, Shane? Look, nothing a lot, nothing much to add to what um, Jack hasn't already said. Um, yeah, Matt, track trip. It's got some big late closing splits around this track, and um, so the races are on Saturday. I've got no idea what what the weather does in Melbourne um, this time of year. Could do anything. No one does. Us do. yeah. um, so I'll, I'd want to have a look at how the track plays before betting. I think because. It could not rain and it could dry out and it could be like leader dynamite. We've seen that happen. So, yeah, yeah. if it's leader dynamite, it can't win anyway. So, but firm, fair track, winning chance. And that's why it is important to sign up to the mailbag.com.au and get Jackson stuff for the weekend. This time of the year, it's that vital piece of information. Five, six minutes before the rap, the boy, before the race, the boys do all the work mapping the horses, as you've seen from a couple of speed maps here but they're always making changes on the go. So watching your first few races, changing speed maps, changing prices. So they do the work. Um, and, yeah, as I said, that vital piece of information five minutes before. So sign up to Jackson's Vic Mailbag product on the Mailbag app. We'll move on to number two in the in the Congo. Um, we'll have a look at his Warwick Farm trial from a couple of weeks ago. There he is there bowling along in front. Um, just a nice little sort of it's elite work. I thought oh, I love this trial, little squeeze, make sure you know what we've got. Uh, this horse was good first up when I think they tried to get to the all age stakes. The group won 400 meters last prep. Um, second up last prep, he was he, he was like it was excuses, he was awkwardly away, or maybe yeah, awkwardly away behind Mazu, who's going to start an Everest. Uh, off the two good trials, proper yard, Tim Clark off, Mark Zara on. Uh, I, I think this is the way to play this race. I think Barra Seven's perfect. If he is awkwardly away, he's not going to get punished for that at all. Mark will then decide what he wants to do uh, for, from that position, whereas if he's awkwardly away from Barrow's sort of three to one, um, flushed out the back of the surf and no good. So uh, I, I think this sets up for a, a big yard, a big, a big jockey, and a nice kickoff to to it's probably his final preparation to try and get it to start. Anything to add, Shane? Just not sure whether he can sit three wide and win. Um, <laughs> if the Queensland horses do kick up, which like, they have to, um, and then you've got um, uh, Semi on with the blinkers. Is he good yeah. enough to sit three wide and win? I don't know. Um, you know, obviously he's got the right form lines through that San Domenico run to the Rose campaign, early three-year-old season, yeah. early part of the three-year-old season behind Animo and Home Affairs. Uh, in the Coolmore, obviously got beat a, a long way. Then went back, obviously spelled comeback, as you said, second to Marzu when he started favourite that day. Um, and then um, down the track, up in trip uh, at 1,400. So... Obviously, he's got good fresh stats. They'll push the button on him from the gate. They have to if he gets across, definitely. But whether he can sit three wide and win, I'm not sure. And moving on, number three, Rothfire, one of the two Queenslanders in the race. Um, you spoke a touch about him before, but thoughts, Shane, how's he going to go? Uh, we backed him first up last prep uh, off that scintillating trial. Now, obviously, he come back off a pretty severe injury and, he looks uh, completely gone, I thought. Um, off that trial, that first up run when he was beaten, when he started odds on uh, camp and camped the rupee run the race. 
He never travelled. He wanted to lay in severely on one rein in the straight like he was looked like he was sore again. Um, no jump outs or trials this time. You know, then he's had that that doom and straight to the doom and ten thousand, uh, where he raced on speed behind Mizzou, and then in that um, the the Kingsford Smith at Apache Chase one blanket finished. I think he sits that behind the leader and, and stuck on okay. Um, I just like thousand meters, like they'll have to hunt him to to hold a spot, or else he'll he'll end up sort of one out one back and. Like, he just doesn't have the dash to win it a thousand, I don't think. They haven't got the right jockey, though, to hunt up on him. Like, he's going to sit 1 1 with D Lane on strange him. jockey booking, anyway. Like, yeah, strange. I don't know. I hope mate. he sits a 1 1 because it's going to obviously uh, assist in the Congo getting across. Yeah. And what do you think of the price there, Jack? What, what do you think? Oh, uh, I think he'll drift. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be biggest than we already are. Sorry, I'm struggling a bit here today. Um, Race five, yeah. best in the market right now. I can see seven. He was eight in the six fifty yesterday when the market. Yeah, started. I'm seven fifty the horse for right now. So if you like Roth Fire, come and have a bet. Baggybet.com. All those snap dancer punters with uh, pockets full of cash, <laughs> come and take Jack on again. Top of the market. Yeah. Yeah. By, by tonight or tomorrow morning, I'll be 120 percent or under every race at Mooney Valley on Saturday. So if you if you think you can find value. Come and get it. Moving yeah. on to the other Queenslander in the field, number four, Zeus style. Um, Shane. Yeah, I think it can I think it'll find the fence. Well, away game and Inferno won't, won't lead it. Uh, so it should find the fence and then probably leads and, uh, and holds the lead. Um I'm just gonna click out a punning for me because I can't remember how quick it went out that day. Got beat first up uh, when it went forward um, on a fast tempo. Look, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's one of those horses again early on in his prep. I know he's had soundness issues. He looked a really good horse and he had some soundness issues. He's now a seven-year-old. Like, you know, it's not getting any easier. They're going to have to use his use his asset, which is his speed. They'll try and lead on it. Mooney Valley, I think, will suit. Hunt it, hunt it, hunt it. It's holding the fence, no question. Um, but it won't be able to hold him off. Jack, does, uh, does he drift like the other Queenslander or will he be a bit more solid in the market too? I think, I think he'll be a bit more solid. He's a sharper-looking sort of prospect for this race and he maps a little bit better. Uh, I mark him half the price. I mark Rothfire. Uh, I thought the trial was okay to good and the bookings are perfect. If, if he, you know, He's going to get crossed to use of my thought, Shane. Like, oh, he doesn't want to leave ever. Was he on it? Well, that's not wasn't my decision, but I'm happy about it because I want to back in the Congo to beat it. Um, I, they're all looking across for if they're all looking across for Mzara when the gates open. Punch the blue button as hard as you can in the Congo. Yeah, I, I think because it could be should not be looking sideways. Semion in the Congo might be able to roll across and, and lead because Zustar and Rothfire are ridden by jockeys that love cover and, and they're elite. Great riders, mm. but that's the way they operate, which which has a big influence. Like a huge, this is a big speed map to get right because it's got a big influence on the next horse we're going to talk about and the and the last horse we're going to talk about is where they get to in run. And that's if they're true. one one off them, you know, with a four <laughs> wide line, hard to beat. If they're three back, got to make it up another whole length and a half whilst cornering. Very very tough thing to do. Yeah, 
Well, we may as well move on to that next runner, um, which is at number five away game, uh, running around in the Yulong Silks, just like Tofano <laughs> last weekend. All right, I didn't bring that up, did you? <laughs> Thought that was a perfect little first segue. show back off. Sent one horse to start already. Yes. Shane's been very quiet about that. He's <laughs> sitting there. Look, we've taken some of his ammo. We took some of it off him. I'm really enjoying Jack's journey in the racing industry now because now he's starting <laughs> to learn a little bit. There's more to fucking racing than punning for. Now he's starting to learn about, you know, breeding and jockeys <laughs> and trainers and, you know, it's confirmation. <laughs> oh, this thing's good in the hawks. This thing's got good hawks. How is she going to go, Jack? Uh, I thought of the first up horses here, which I all are, except for Semyon, it trialed the best. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a, a very experienced horse. Um, but trialed like a bomb. I could get the suck run up the guts here. Um Craig's airborne. I reckon they'll back the horse a bit. Um, we'll be trying to keep it positive for us and um it does need a bit to go right in run, you know. Drawing one can't lead, I don't think. Uh, but if it lands the coffin, whoo, whoo, scary, scary, scary stuff. Well, I thought the trial's outstanding and she, we know how good she is. Um, I'd like to add a couple of things here. Uh, <laughs> this trainer and Betfair late, hard to beat. <laughs> and blinkers on this horse. Blinkers yeah. on off that nice trial is like this is lovely. This they've already paid a billion for this horse as a broodmare, and it just reeks of blinkers on, doesn't it? Doesn't get another it? win, get another win, and she goes and sees a, a another a year long stallion just like Tefano. Written something? Is that what they? What do they stand there? Stand yeah, written Australia's greatest uh, top stallion at the moment, written tycoon. Yeah. What um did she has she won a group one? This horse? No, I don't think she is. This is the group two or group three race. I think yeah, she won, so the, I mean, she won the magic probably, millions, maybe. And yeah, then probably maybe. she runs in this and it leads into the Moya uh, in a couple of weeks' time, whatever whenever yeah, it is. It's just like, like like she's a champion yeah. horse though. So she's actually like a genuinely good horse that hasn't won. Yeah. A big race. She's running just all the big races her whole life. Yeah, second uh, to Snap Dancer in a Group One, second to Shelby Sixty Six, second to <laughs> second to Marabi. Maybe Josh could 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 strap it on Saturday in his matching shoes for his missus in the crowd and wave to oh, him. God, <laughs> I wouldn't mind uh, getting a photo of some other ground staff if they're all wearing the same shoes. Oh, you think it's like a Kiramar racing sort of? Like, could be sponsor oh, the uniform. Put the hat on and put yeah. the shoes on. Yeah. I've got the Kieran Ma Racing Terry Towling bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like this also. I, I think it can win. I, I, I think it. I I would have. I will be on a way game before I'd be on Cool and Gatter, but we'll get to her later. Sammy, on, yeah. let's keep it short. Track and trip. It's one. It looks out of its depth a little bit. It gets the blinkers on. If it was trained by anyone else, you'd be confidently just ignoring it. They are a bit of a grand final yard, but this isn't even really a grand final. I think the blinkers go on well before they wanted to to see if it's any good, and I'm happy to risk it. Semyon can't win. I like it. Let's move on to the two dollar twenty five favorite, number seven, Cool and Gatter, and we'll have a look at her Cranbourne jump out. I'm sure you've all probably seen it. 
been all over .com and, and social media ever since, but um, she makes a mess of them here uh, at, at Cranny. There's a lot to deal with here. Barry Five. Yeah, so it's a nothing match. Goes to an open class. This is three-year-old versus the open horses. That's a plus. Loses J-Mac. Gets Jamie. Shane, what do you think about that? Uh, it's a negative, obviously, because J-Mac's the best in the world. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's a positive, though, that it's in the Kiramar racing system as a three-year-old. I think they do better work the longer they have them. I wanted to pop this horse off its doom and win. And I did pot it, and I backed Russian Conquest in the Magic Millions. And then I had the um, the great uh, honour of calling the race in front of Terry Bailey, <laughs> who said it was the top five race calls he's ever heard. We should, we should, we should have that footage for the show. Jay uh, Max said, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> it was a great call. Um, one of the greatest calls of all time. In fact, and I actually called the winner right, and Terry couldn't believe it because he's been trying for 70 years and he still gets it right. Every now and, then. Um, and obviously, um, you know, obviously, um, Jack would have, or some one of the interns would have written an article. History says you can't win the golden slipper from the Magic Millions. It's always an ask because they're up and going so early in November, December, and then they carry that through. It still ran, and I thought it ran really well. Um, yeah. In the in the, the gold slipper, well, there's no no knock there at all. Um, but like, she was a little bit better than the early two year olds, and she quite possibly wasn't at her best. You, what price are you going to take to see she's come going to come back and beat the oldest? What price yeah. are you with that map? Oh, I think she'll drift, and we're going to try and lay her a bit. Oh, I think that there's a weak year of two year olds, and the, the figures back that up. Like she had four runs and they're all poor figures for like a good she needs to go find another four four lengths to be a group horse like a group three horse and this is a group two probably not a great group two um obviously very very capable and, and highly likely to do that but yeah she's she's almost priced as if she's done it in my opinion yeah she yeah. doesn't she's not like yeah she is so I'm, i'll be happy to sort of take her on and, and full credit to her if she she bounces through she's certainly the only horse here outside the congo with like genuine sort of upside for me that might be the next generation of a, of a top sprinter in the country. So they're the two I was sort of watching for and away games, the other one that I really respect in the race. Mm. So I, I'm confident to, to have a good bet in the Congo. I'll be trying to lay cool and gutter to a point. Um, I think she, she'll be soft, but I'm just not 100% sure. But um, it's yeah. it, her in this race makes this race very watchable. From a just a racing person's yeah. point of view, absolutely, um, absolutely. and the betting on it from a from a bookmaker now and a punting point of view for Shane is going to be fa- fascinating. What it does because it could it could completely steam and go off. So it sounds and, like you're going to take yeah. it on Shane. Is it one of those ones that you, you you would lay, or you just you don't think she can win, but you're sort of not as confident to to press the the pin? Oh, no, look, it's one of those. It's like it's going to be a real. Um, What's the saying? Monday morning quarterback sort of race. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you would not be shocked if she killed them because she's the only she's the only horse that here in, in the Congo are the only two that are going somewhere where the others are 
you know, and she gets eight kilos off in the Congo, which I don't think any of us, well, Shana and I are particularly big on weights, but eight kilos, eight kilos. Yeah, which means nothing to me over a thousand. But it's, um, you know, the other guys, the other horses are closer. The other horses are closer to um, living legends than what they are going to a group one. <laughs> so there's two horses. It's not too far from there's two horses with upside in the Congo and Coolangatta who can go to another level, and then you've got a horse like a way game who could run right up to her best and win anyway. Yeah, so everyone in the market's about 220 right now, Coolangatta. We're 240 at com. so if you want to have a bet, you want to anchor in a multi, um, everyone's welcome to that price for the time being until um, sort of I get a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> Good race, <laughs> worth, well worth watching. Small fields, um, I hope we answer those questions too. Small fields are um, can be um, like frustrating, but I think this is a genuinely interesting race. It is. Sounds like that. Uh, yeah, the markets. <laughs> to watch the market very late, and as Jack said, jump over to baggybet.com and download the app if you haven't, and uh, take a, take a little piece at the two dollars forty. Uh, Almost every day, but most importantly, two dollars and forty cents. Best anywhere in Australia, cool and gutter. Well, that's it for the two uh, group twos on the card at Mooney Valley. We'll move in to Saturday's best bets from the team. Now, Shane, um, you've got one here, Dooman Race 2, number one, steady ready at $1.60. Why is it a value for the punters? I'll just try to find a, the biggest overlay of the day, and this thing should be a dollar twenty. <laughs> Um, I said uh, this is the best before its last start. I said this is the best two-year-old in Queensland. Fucking got beat um, <laughs> by XO Lady, but I think XO Lady went on to win a group race, and this horse went to the paddock. Is that right? Should have checked this before you asked me the question. Anyway, that's your, that's your backyard. Anyway, um, XO Lady beat this horse and then ran second in the Champagne at Group Two. And then ran in the, uh, yeah, so I got beat half a length in the group two the following week by uh, Swiss exile of uh, Annabelle Nations and political debate um, ran third and they've both gone on to compete at group two and group one level over the winter where this horse went back to the paddock. This is a complete and utter moral. It will lead and piss in. It's a complete moral. I'll... I'll nearly go on the fucking terror of terror at Movie World next week if this gets beat. Honestly, something I'll do something stupid like that. If next it week. loses, if it loses, you have to do the the start of the show next week topless. It can be no. we, we can gauge the reaction to it for our OnlyFans options. <laughs> Selections and erections. I'm not. Yeah. Getting, I'm not taking my shirt off. I mean, no. A, well, just, like you can only you can't. It'll no. just be like the upper pectoral. You won't see even any nip. So you, no one will see your piercings or anything. If I won't take my shirt off, I will look like the latest Twitter tipster to, to do something <laughs> dress. Like, I'm not taking my shirt off. But, well, um, we've got a moral there. It'll win. It'll win. It'll lead. It'll lead and win. It, it's. I found a jump out for it at home here at Toowoomba. It, like, it's a moral. Righto, let's wrap it up. If you want to back all those together, you get you're gonna get twelve dollars and ten cents at baggybet.com for a little all up, Jim. Anything else you we should cover see, off yes. before we finish? You did see that. You saw Shane's best. Uh, mine, my best in the Congo. 
Um, yeah, very impressive trial like the boys had spoken about. And Jack's very keen on Mr. Brightside, but you can see there $1.95. He's already wound it out to $2 for all the mailbag. What a hero. What a hero. Did he? What a hero. Honestly. Oh. Uh, thank you, Shane. Thank you, James. Thank ready you, for you. You coward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, any parting words uh, before we say goodbye? Uh, uh, don't bet at Bowen, kids. Bad for your mental health. <laughs> Jono at themailbag.com.au if you want to race a uh, two-year-old filly with us and Gavin Bedgegood. Have a great weekend. Bye for now. And we'd love to thank our sponsors for today. As always, punningform.com.au and baggybet.com. Download the app and come and take Jack on. As always, punters, if you are having a bet, gamble responsibly. Have a good weekend and we'll see you next week.